Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 139, Late Night Snack. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play message number 18 from James Warden. The message is just three seconds long and comes from the fall of 1989. Let's listen. Hey, Paul, it's James. Hey, I was going to... In past episodes, short messages like this have led me to speculate on where James and I might be going, whether to a concert, a movie, or a dance party. But what if, after returning from one of these events, we still had the desire to hang out somewhere other than our dreary apartments? In this case, there was really only one place to go, and that was Cyril's House of Tiki. This is because, while most Chicago bars closed at 2 a.m., the Tiki stayed open until 4. As I have mentioned before, in the 1940s and 50s, Hyde Park had a lively nightlife, with dozens of bars mostly lining 55th Street. But urban renewal in the 1960s wiped out most of these businesses. The House of Tiki emerged just as many other clubs were shutting their doors. Its owner, Ted Cyril, was an Air Corps gunner in World War II and had opened a few small bars in the 1950s before opening the House of Tiki in 1962. The bar started in a building on Hyde Park Boulevard, which was torn down in 1966 for the construction of Kenwood Academy. At this point, the Tiki relocated to East 53rd Street, where its bamboo fixtures, beaded curtains, and multicolored blowfish lights attracted U Chicago students and native Southsiders alike. A 1986 article from the Gray City Journal, Surveying Places for Late Night Snacks, describes the House of Tiki as done up to the nines in a Polynesian whorehouse motif. It's a place to bring the folks on their annual visit from Des Moines to ask again where all the money goes. In my interview with former Gray City Journal editor, Tenille Mien, she mentions going to the Tiki Thursday nights after putting the paper to bed and eating chicken wings with the feathers still attached, while drinking banana daiquiris. Tropical drinks like Mai Tais, served with umbrellas, and the dangerously strong Zombie, which came in a glass sculpted like a head from Easter Island, were certainly major attractions. And people like me loved the vintage jukebox which featured classic jazz singers such as Sarah Vaughan and Ella Fitzgerald. The bar was also the setting for a scene in the 1989 film The Package, starring Gene Hackman, which was shot one chilly day in January of that year. Of course, Ted Cyril 
was not the first in the U.S. to develop a Polynesian-themed bar. That honor is usually attributed to Ernest Raymond Beaumont Gant, who opened Don the Beachcomber in 1933, just off Hollywood Boulevard. Before opening the bar, Gant, who had bummed around the South Pacific as a youth, worked as an occasional technical advisor on tropical-themed film sets, which were a popular backdrop for adventure movies. In the 1930s, the most popular star of these tropical-themed films was Dorothy L'Amour, who became famous for playing an alluring native islander wearing a sarong in movies like The Jungle Princess, Her Jungle Love, and Tropic Holiday. The word tiki comes from the Maori word for the mythological first man. But with the help of Hollywood, it took on the generic meaning for Pacific Island culture. The fascination with Polynesia grew even more after World War II, when the war in the Pacific brought attention to the region, and the musical South Pacific, based on James Michener's Pulitzer Prize-winning Tales of the South Pacific, appeared on Broadway in 1949 and in movie theaters in 1958. Hawaiian statehood in 1959 accompanied by the expansion of jet travel to the islands, brought the love of all things tiki to its peak in the 1960s, right at the time Cyril opened his bar. Featured films such as Blue Hawaii, starring Elvis Presley, and Gidget Goes Hawaii, celebrated a world of constant amusement and leisure. Beyond the proliferation of tropical-themed bars and restaurants, the 1960s also saw the tiki design influence everything from motels to furniture to amusement parks. Disneyland's first ride to use animatronics was the Jungle Cruise, with chattering birds that danced among supposed Polynesian god figures. The kitschy fun of tiki culture should not gloss over its problematic aspects. Notably, the fantasy created for white men of sexually available bare-breasted native women and its erasure of America's brutal imperialism in the Pacific. In her book Islands of Empire, Pop Culture and U.S. Power, Camilla Fojas writes... In the Americas, the U.S. tourist has long been an agent of empire, an invading force whose pursuit of leisure often requires the commodification of the destination culture and the objectification of its peoples. Yet today, tiki culture continues to thrive with a tiki magazine that comes out quarterly annual conventions such as the Tiki Oasis in San Diego, and popular restaurant chains like Trader Vic's. Hyde Park's House of Tiki closed in the year 2000, when Ted Cyril 
and his business partner wife, B, decided to retire after over 40 years in the business. The building was torn down and eventually replaced by a luxury apartment tower, which opened in 2019. Okay, that's it for this week. If you want to share your favorite late-night joint, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.